Welcome to the Soul Drop Cafe, the transcendental talk show where we navigate anything and everything interesting. Make yourself a home while we prepare a cosmic brew for your soul benefit. I'm your host, Teddy, and today I'll be flying solo talking about what the Soul Drop Cafe even is and what kind of home I'd like it to be. Now, this isn't the first episode I record, but it will be the first that I release. And the second will be a wonderful conversation I recorded with one of my favorite humans, Jason Harris. So if you like what you hear here, I implore you to check that one out. First off, currently there is no physical Soul Drop Cafe, as far as I know. The term was coined by another very good friend, and originally I wanted to do a blog. Uh, Then I realized I liked the sound of my voice just a little too much, and so we're here. Now, I think I could just be screaming into the void with my voice here, but... I figured, why the hell not? Uh, I have something to say, and I might just leave it for somebody that has something they want to hear. So let's talk about that void, or space, or in, you know, one of my perspectives, home. Recently, I've gotten into this whole love and light, spiritual awakening business, and it's like night and day. For me, I guess, or maybe you could say day in night and night in day. Uh, I know it sounds confusing, uh, and this kind of stuff used to be really confusing to me, which makes sense because I'm usually pretty confused. But I think now I'm okay with being confused, and that's part of why I'm doing this. Because whether you are spiritual or not, Uh, or just someone looking for something different than how you already see the world. Uh, You know, I'm a big proponent for, like, fantasy and whatnot, and I used to just, you know, live in those stories, and when you get your dose of reality, it's like, man, that doesn't exist. And I think I'm kind of here to say that in some ways I I think it does. You know, that good feeling I got there is not like I can't get the good feeling here. And if I can just offer a perspective that just might connect with you um, and if it doesn't it's okay but I figured I'd try and I'm kind of bored not bored I'm I'm not bored at all I'm just tired of uh of uh talking my friends ears off about all this stuff so yeah uh so the void <laughs> back to the void uh, or space or you know like Kind of like that outer space thing that we, we know about, but if we were to just think about that outer space being the space that is not in outer space, like <laughs> in front of you, you know, empty space, uh, emptiness. Now, one of my first things that I started looking into after I, I started feeling a little bit more like, hey, like, let's figure something out was Buddhism, and they talk a lot about detachment and emptiness. So I rejected that originally. I didn't really get the weight of the meaning of something that practically means nothing. I mean, why even subscribe if I'm just not going to feel anything? I mean, I'd rather have the the bad with the good, you know, if it means I get to feel good. Uh, And I also kind of wanted to be able to do drink drink and you know smoke weed and I thought that ah 
if I if I listen to any of this stuff, it's telling me that you can't do that. Even though it, it did sound like kind of a good idea. Uh, but I was so caught up, man. I, I, I was so caught up in everything. And so I just kind of ignored what the good aspects of nothing was. So a little bit about me. I was that know-it-all gifted kid who uh, squandered my scholarly talent in middle and late or in high school, really. I still thought I knew everything that you don't, even after that. And I really did think I was better than everybody. Not that I really believed it, because there was a lot of times that I would, you know, hate myself. But, you know, no one understood me. I was super tragic. Like, everything was the end of the world. And... Who else could feel the weight of the world all the time except for me? <laughs> or, you know, except for that that faded person that I was going to meet that just understood it and was going to fix me. And it's not like I could have done anything about it. It's way too much work. And even before I had been diagnosed with ADHD, I was uh, struggling to keep up with anything. And I guess, you know, my good friend Jason says, to me I guess like I thought that's just how it was like you just got to deal with it like dang this sucks and so I believe that was my destiny to to hate where I was no matter where I was and um you know you see it a lot with people the thing follows them uh and because it's not external but we we, you know we, we try to say it's external and then because when it's internal, we can't do anything about it. So it has to be external. It has to be where we are. And, you know, it wasn't me until it was me. And then when that feeling was there, there was nothing I could do about it. Like, just like I said, so I was too tired or too bored with any situation that I was in. Um, you know, every time that I had free time after work or whatever that I just vegged out. And I, I'm sure that, you know, we all kind of feel something like that. And I really believe that everyone else that, that was that had made it, that had the thing or had something that I, I wanted was too talented. And I didn't really have anything I was good at or really naturally good at enough to, to make it my thing. So every week I'd have a new hobby. Um, not literally every week, but you get the gist. And, or I'd have this new video game or anime or tv show or really just any topic of interest that was gonna be the next big thing this is what i'm gonna spend all of my time on so i can catch up to the guy that's been doing this for years this is gonna be my personality the thing that you know i leave in the world to make my mark this is my purpose you know it would be my purpose and i would be the expert in this thing and nothing else matters but this thing i talk about it with everybody until Maybe, yeah, oh, well, it's not for me, I guess. I just lose interest. And I know that this is the ADHD part speaking, but I mean, that can't just be the whole, the whole ADHD because I think even if you weren't diagnosed, you might agree with one or no part of it. And, and really, I would just be draining my time and money and in between doing all that 
uh, not like there was much of an in-between, but I would be dissociating into uh, whatever near unlimited media access, TikTok, video games, more video games, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, so I can't really blame myself either because it, we have almost too much access from our from my perspective. And I was never really friends with being bored. It kind of sucked. And now it's amazing to consider that I would say I had no time or I was too tired, um, but I was really just too bored to do any of the things that I considered doing. I mean, I'd have it all right in front of me. Uh, so when I wasn't hyper fixated, I would just be bored. Uh, and, and, and I would have, you know, all of these books, all of these video games I would keep buying, play for like a few minutes, a couple hours. I mean, I'm sure that there are people who finish those games, uh, because there's a reason that people enjoy video games, but I was a gamer that didn't really enjoy them. And I know that that might not resonate with you or even anything I said, if it doesn't resonate with you and uh, or whatever, then that's fine. But there had to be a reason that we would just dick around and complain. You know, we would talk about the same thing every single time. Me, me, you know, me and some, some people would just talk about the same things uh, and it would devolve into talking about how the experience sucks. Or we would talk about the new thing. Uh, and then we would be disappointed that that didn't really work out. And um, and then we'd be like, man, that's just life. And, man, falling down that rabbit hole comparison of, of, of what other people's, you know, sucky experience was also made you feel worse because you know I had food on the table and and someone didn't have food on the table but I still feel bad man um what's wrong with me so there isn't anything wrong with feeling bad that's that is part of the thing but you know as my good friends the buddhists say you can't really argue with the idea or the concept, or really the the kind of fact that there is suffering. You know, if you're going to say that you don't suffer, that's fine. But I for sure know that I suffered, and there are people that I know who suffered. Man, any time that you say, this sucks, that sounds like suffering to me. So I won't get into some of that esoteric stuff, because I, you know, it's not like I am a expert on any of that right now. Um, I'm learning. But if you've bared with me this long, I applaud you because honestly, I like to think that we can also agree on the fact that it does get better and then sometimes worse and then better again. And sometimes, you know, when it was better, it was like, whew, this is the top of the world. And then when it was worse, it was like, ooh, this is the end of the world uh, and follow that pattern and when I was in high school, yeah, it was like always the end of the world. Now, I guess I'll get to that. So, I guess there was this itch throughout most of my high school and young adulthood. I'm still in. Uh, uh, this itch of like, is this it? Man, this sucks. Like I said before, this sucks. Uh, and maybe I could attribute my 
finding of uh, what the it was, like what the change, where the change and the awakening came from to my privilege, you know, yeah, I could experiment with psychedelics or, you know, I was so tired of just hitting my head against the wall in the service industry or, you know, oh, look, I have family members that like me, you know, me and my mom, we, we get it, we have, we get it along, we get along pretty good, uh, the thing is, we didn't before, um, at least from my, the way I, I was about it and everything. And uh, so, yeah, it could be a million little coincidences. Maybe each time it got better, I was able to just capture a little bit. Maybe it was the Adderall. Maybe it was, you know, uh, meeting the right person or, or whatever, right? But ultimately... I found something really what happened was that it got better and then the foundation the uh, uh the bottom line got a little higher and i'm not gonna preach to anybody that what i say is gonna work for them or it's the you know this is the truth about the world like it may not be the truth about your yours uh, and I'm a real big proponent of you know a, a pragmatic view of, of of this kind of stuff like man this only works when it works and that's one thing that I think you know I that was lost on me with religion when I was younger was like I just always heard that this is the way that it is and then if if it's not that way, or if you don't believe in this thing, then you go to hell, and hell is over there, and, and heaven is over there after you die, so what was the point of even caring about all that, and uh, and so I lost interest, and I lost interest in caring about what, whatever, whatever wasn't on, on right in front of me, and um, usually what was right in front of me had to deal with what I Identi- <clears throat> identified with right uh my my good teacher who i you know i've never met in person but i i really like uh his name is ramdas uh and you've you might have heard of him um he likes to say you know i'll pretend you're who you think you are if you pretend who i think i am and i i uh i really like identify with that because you know, if you ever just feel like there's like you're wearing a mask and there's that space between the mask and the mask is rubbing against your face. It's like that. But on a, you know, on a on a existential level, you know, you see how big the universe is and you're like, eh, whatever. Uh, I mean, it could break your mind, but it didn't break mine. But there was always that itch. You know, there was always that that little uncomfortability in, in my body, you know, and uh, and so, yeah, there was that idea that oh maybe I'm this or maybe I'm that and and you're always trying to find the thing that's going to fit that like they're going to fill in that that void that space uh that you think is a space but really uh maybe you're just trying to put a fit you know a, a band-aid on something that is in a wound it is just a part of you like you're trying to like contain something that's much bigger than it really is uh with something that's too small uh ramdas says uh, that you know we're in a spacesuit or 
he talks about his good friend Emmanuel, and his his friend Emmanuel says that when he's dying is is like taking a, a shoe off a, a too tight shoe. So when you keep feeling that rubbing and and you're not you keep trying to ignore it, it gets worse. You know, it's like you know when you when you have a little like toothache and like ah it'll go away and it goes away and then it comes back and it's like man now I need to take out my whole tooth what what was even going on there I don't know about that because I haven't really had to have that happen with uh luckily I do go to a dentist sometimes uh but um man it's it's such a interesting feeling and one of the most important things to realize with with when I say like void or emptiness it's not that I was like hey like I'm just gonna uh, the, you know things just started like detaching I just stopped feeling anything because that it was kind of the opposite of, of what I did um, uh, but it, it just like underst- I understood it a little bit more after I, I contemplated like when it feels good what if I just wanted to capture this how do I capture this uh, what if I just lift the mask up a little bit and let a little bit of myself spill out and when I hear a lot of when 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 I would hear that people would say, yeah, just stop feeling bad, ignore the bad things, pull yourself up. I mean, damn, I thought that was BS, you know, because it's not that easy, and it, it really isn't. No, but I know it feels impossible, and and when it feels impossible, it really is, but it's not. <laughs> so. You know, it's like a realization. Like you know, people are like it came to me in a dream. Yeah, it came to me and 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 just like I think the first thing that came to me was that I was addicted to video games. Like, goddamn, the thing that made me feel so happy could also make me feel really bad. Who we? What? What is this? And I mean, no, and it's not like I didn't have a realization that this thing was not good for me. It's like I I, had, I figured that out before uh, at one point, and then I ignored it until it got so bad that I had to sell my uh, PS5, and then I sold my Xbox. It's not like I, I, was, I was forced at gunpoint, but then it was just like, this is the next logical thing. I remove this. Uh, why hold on to this? And then I did, and then I had less choices uh, for what to do. And then... I realized that it was my attachment thinking that I needed this thing to to do this or needed this feeling or needed that thing or this thing or or whatever, right? To to be happy. Uh it was the 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 fact that I was so scared of losing the thing that it may not be forever that might have been part of why I didn't feel good about it or just feel good in general because you know, when it was good, it was good until it wasn't. You know, because you held on to the good and then, you know, oh, look, I just won the lottery. What if you lose it? What if, you know, people come up and they hear about that and then they want to steal your money or family members call you up that you've never heard of in, you know, or never heard from in in five years. You know, uh, everything is good until it isn't. You know, you win the next promotion and... uh, or you win that promotion and, and then now that the other guy is going for it and you got to protect it or, you know, everything that you get that was good 
was going to end at some point and you were trying and I was trying, I'm not saying you specifically, but I was trying to keep, keep hold of the good thing. And then it would just turn into a bad thing again. Um, and then when it was bad, it was just like I was surviving and I, I wanted to do the click, you know, the thing that, that the Adam Sandler movie where I just skipped through that. So I, uh, the skip button was on, was on TikTok or, uh, video games, you know? So I just had to press pause for a second and had to realize that I was losing something that I, I was losing something more than I, I, I was gaining by, by trying to hold on. And so then I started like reducing, you know, uh, reusing. I'm still working on the recycling bit. And so you know, then you got to ask yourself after you kind of quiet down all that stuff uh, uh, and you got a little bit less that you can do, uh, it feels good. You know, what, what feels good? Like what really feels good? Like what feels good and what stays feeling good? Well, for me, um, that was helping people. And, you know, not everyone is naturally drawn to helping people, but something that, that Ramda says is, is to reduce yourself to zero and it's in that moment of a pure, like this, you know, this has nothing to do. This is not going to benefit me, but what the hell? I'll do it anyway. Um, there's no other benefit other than the fact that this other person gets to be happy and I just lose myself into that. Uh, then it feels like pretty good. It's like, well, yeah, uh, this person's happiness made me happy. And, and, and a lot of people would realize this when they have a kid not always easy to capture that feeling even when you do have have something that reminds you of it like a pet or a kid or whatever but uh when it became about me that's when you know the voice in my head became much louder why am i not getting heard why does this person not think about me you know me 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 uh why does this bother me? Why am I giving up this for this or that, right? And and so, yeah, like I did want to help people, but then I it, then it was like uh, it was about me sometimes. And, but when it wasn't about me, that's that was the best part. So there was just so much, you know, when it was about me. It was it was it was like I wasn't ever getting heard, and and I I cared so much about these people, but I I really just cared about what they thought of me, and. You know, I was, I was just, I just wanted whatever was in the, in the head, my head to be emptied out. Um, maybe just like that game, that video game that I was, I was selling the PS5 or, or whatever. And I, I also wanted it to be someone to take away the thing that was in my head until I realized that the only person that can take that away really was myself. So it wasn't wrong that I was looking for recognition I just was looking in the wrong place, at least the place that it was going to be much harder. And, you know, it did, did, did take people, other people recognizing me for me to start recognizing myself, which um, I really appreciate those people. Uh, but really what they did and what I do now, uh, what I try to do my best to do is, is it's not like I'm taking out the trash. It's like, uh, I just open up a space outside of me and I let the things go.
in my that were in my head um helps me kind of get quiet and then when when people do that to you that's what feels really good right when somebody really just listens to you they don't try to teach you a lesson they don't try to do this or that they just listen to you and they're like wow that sucks or wow that was cool that's what feels the best uh well, maybe, you know, you might think that, oh, well, sex feels the best, but uh, uh, it's one thing that feels really good. And, and or when you get to just showcase yourself and and for your talents or whatever you're just passionate about and, and, and you get to talk about it and somebody is like really just like genuinely interested. I mean, don't you feel like you want to hear that person out, too? Really, you're just emptying yourself out into them so that now it's like peaceful in there uh so when we attach like ourselves and like oh man like what is this guy even talking about blah 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 like i'm just pretending to listen to him I mean, it doesn't really work not not the same way so for me uh, i think i realized that emptiness is like home like a home you know or, or really just a period a, a place of less pressure that you can kind of allow the other things to go into and you know it's not like we're having a conversation with uh with this podcast you know it's not like uh it's not like i'm just spiritually there you know i'm, I'm, I'm psychically having a conversation with everyone who's listening uh, everything i say is personal to whoever's listening to us now uh there's another uh, type of home, I guess, and the home is somewhere that you can put your mind and, and think about something and that makes you feel a little bit better because if you're listening to this, maybe that neurosy, you know, always constantly thinking mind gets a little bit quieter because whatever I'm saying might make a little bit of sense or it might be interesting or it might be a little funny or uh, maybe you're not listening to the words I say, which is fine, but maybe the way that I talk might calm you down a little bit. And, and this only applies if you're listening. I uh, can't really talk to you if you're not. But, you know, it's, it's nice in a way to, to have a place to, uh, to be. You know, home is, is kind of this thing where it's a feeling and it can be in somebody or it can be in the words. It can be in the energy. It's just like, man, I don't got to think about that right now. Let's just enjoy this. So that's what I'm trying to capture, I, I, I suppose. And it's not like I, I can capture that and give it, but I know that I like to talk and um, it's like I'm emptying myself so that maybe this can help you empty yourself potentially. And so... I don't know what else I have a lot of really good conversations that I, I want to be able to just leave out there uh, it's like you know when you come across a, a dollar on the ground or like you know you go into a, a place like a, a, a playground you know and and there's a slide there and nobody's there you know why not just use the slide and enjoy it like that's what I feel like. I'm just leaving a slide here for you to enjoy if you want to. You don't have to. There's God knows there's so many podcasts out there. I can't even keep track, but it's not like I have to 
keep track of all of them. It's not like I have to go sit and listen to every single episode in the world or start from, you know, the very first episode of everything in the world. I just, you know, if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. And that was good. And so maybe we can kind of dissolve ourselves into space or whatever. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I will say that, you know, if, if anything that I said, like kind of vibrated with you or, or helped you kind of dissolve a little bit of, of your neuroses and into the space around you, then, um, I'm glad I did that, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. Now, I won't say that that little, you know, voice won't come back, but I'd like to hope that it, each time it helps it a little bit. And now you kind of know that you don't always got to be up in your head, that there may be something else is out there. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you already knew that, and I'm just talking to thin air. But if you're here... I want to make sure that uh, it's as comfortable as possible. I'll never disagree with you. I just might leave another point of view here for you to consider. I've uh, also heard good things about my voice, so even if you don't listen to a single word I say, maybe you could let me calm you down with some nice talking. <laughs> uh, maybe you laughed, or maybe you haven't even made it this far, like I said, because uh, I just keep going on and never get to the point. The funny thing is, it doesn't really matter if you stay. I was just glad that you looked over and even considered stopping by. And if you did stop by, thank you so much again. I, I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your day or whatever, right? Like, it's all cool, you know, it's all groovy. So sending all my love to whoever is listening. Peace and uh, namaste.